Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to day five of sharing the holy grails of my nervous system regulation toolkit with you. Michael. What? What the fuck was that? Just my phone playing video. Oh, are you TikToking while talking to me? It just came on. I just like put my phone down and then I was wait- I was waiting for you to jump on. I put my phone down and then this TikTok started playing. So, um, ho, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Back up, back up the truck there. Just I'd like to say uh, welcome to the Keith Walsh podcast with me, Mike Marin, and him, Keith Walsh. He's kept me waiting. Although he's an hour early, he's a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an hour early, but still late somehow. What was this? Let's see what this woman was talking about. Oh, it's gone. doesn't matter. Uh, how are you, Michael? Yeah, I'm great. I was just actually trying to put myself under pressure to write a haiku because we said we'd write a haiku each uh, yeah. this week. How'd Have you, you written on? one? Have you written one? Not a haiku. I just kind of wrote a poem. Oh, did you? While I was waiting for the computer to, yeah, it's, it's really bad, but fuck it, I did it. Okay, maybe we could write a haiku together, because I've, I've got the first line, which is five syllables. Okay. And then, and, then, and then the next line has to be seven syllables, and then the next line has to be, what, uh, five. So it's five, seven, five. And it has to be so, about nature or something, doesn't it? Haiku? Well, no, it has Tradition. to mention sort of something to do with the seasons. So I've cracked on, right? And I've, I've, I, I think this is a phenomenal opener, right? And I put my, myself under pressure. And there's a reason I put myself under pressure is because of the podcast I was listening to earlier on. But we'll get to that in a little while. Okay. So here's the first line, an autumn podcast. Here you go. Podcast. An autumn, autumn podcast. podcast. That's, that's five syllables. Uh, your man Nobody. was late again. <laughs> Hold on, your man was late. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your man was late again. Okay, and to finish it off, we got a five-syllable um, bugger. <laughs> no, let's not use something like that. Let's get back to nature. Let's get back to sort of uh, we we uh, an autumn podcast. Your man was late again. It doesn't have to. You see, when you start writing these things, you, you want them to sort of scan yeah. and you want them to, to almost rhyme. And it's really difficult not to do that. As yeah. I've learned in the last three minutes <laughs> while putting myself under <laughs> your man, an autumn podcast. Your man was late again. Like the autumn. Oh. Like the autumn. Oh, no, fucking hell. Like the autumn wind. Like 
like the summer sun. Like the summer sun. I like that. Like the summer sun. Brilliant. We have just written live on air, possibly one of the greatest haikus ever written. An autumn podcast. Your mom was late again, like the summer sun. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. And it, it, you know, yeah. it encompasses everything this week. The weather has been, you know, phenomenally good. I, I know you're off to a barbecue, which is why you're late for being early, early yeah. for being for being late again. And uh, yeah, so um, and I've been I've had a very linear day so far. My day has been all about I got up and drove up and down and then I, I, I came home and hoovered up and down. Yeah. And then, and then I and then I mowed up and down. It's all straight it, lines. It is straight lines, and I like straight lines. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm man enough to say that I like straight lines. <laughs> Mike Marin is a big fan of the straight lines. I love a straight line. Yeah, some fucker whoever put the curbs in in this house around the lawn has given a sort of a curve on the thing. Yeah, oh, it always really pisses me off. How to tackle that curve when I'm mowing? Are you going to straighten them up sometime? You're going to put a corner in? No, no, no that would that would involve spending money <laughs> and time. Yeah, and I don't want to do that. I've just redone the sort of driveway kind of oh. ish. Yeah. So I'm not going to recurb anything. How's your week been other than your straight line day? Uh, really busy, really, really addicted to, I've, I've been working an awful lot, so I haven't been able to listen or watch anything new. So I've been mainly going up and down and sort of working quite hard when I'm there. And, uh, but I've been listening to lots of podcasts oh, and yeah. I know this isn't, I know this isn't a podcast about podcasts, but I keep, I keep sort of coming back to being a podcast about podcasts. And we have an IT guru. We, we certainly, I tell you, <laughs> we, we have an IT guru and, and, and um, yeah, the, the, the other thing I was thinking about was that, um, we, you know, we give ourselves this little challenge to write a poem and the haiku and whatever. I remember uh, you gave me a challenge once before. Yeah. Which, which was to review an album. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, right. And last week you were saying that I never really stick to anything. And, you know, I, I, the challenge was... I, I spent an hour and a half of my life listening to that and dissecting every track. And when we got to track two and I said, well, this sounds a bit. And then you said, so hold on a sec. You listen to the whole thing and you're going to go through it track by track. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was being thorough and, and actually doing what you asked. You, I just want to know if you liked it or not. <laughs> you, could have just, you could have just said, yeah, listen to that. No, I, could. <laughs> I would. Yeah, it was shit. Um, <laughs> And <laughs> and then the other thing, I've just I've just hopped out of the shower. Really, I've really rushed in the shower to be early for you. Thanks. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> what a waste of fucking time that is. Because here's a man who gives himself challenges. I yeah, I finish stuff. So the, I, I've just brought back right. So I, I was up there and I was looking at my um my my electric toothbrush, which fell over. You see, so I was looking at it and thinking, I remember having a discussion with Keith about four or five months ago about toothbrushes. Right. Yeah. So I'm standing in the shower. And I'm thinking, he brushes his teeth in the shower. And yeah. you know, so 
you have to brush your teeth two times a day at the very least, according to your dad. So do you have two do you have two toothbrushes? <laughs> <laughs> I got two toothbrushes. <laughs> two toothbrushes. Or do you have like two showers a day? Uh, I brush my teeth in the shower in the morning, and then I just brush my teeth without a shower at night. But I, I, I have been known to have two showers a day. Yeah, I, I have been. There was a time when I would have three showers a day. Oh fucking hell! Yeah. Why? Um. I, well, you see, first thing in the morning, and then I might have one. Uh, you see, I used to go to when I worked on the breakfast show. I'd go to bed, have a shower in the morning, <laughs> go to work, come home, have a nap. And then maybe have a shower when I got up from my nap. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I might play football in the evening and then have a shower before bed and then get up a few hours later and have another shower. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So th- <laughs> this is all about your uh, yeah, your showering habits, which I didn't it's another uh, sort of little rabbit hole I didn't want to go down, but it just it just dawned on me about the whole, you know, I was worried about your dental health. That's all. You know, uh, well, no, it's good that you're worried, but speaking of things that we um that we kind of things that we said we do or we challenged ourselves to uh sabrina has just started listening to the podcast it was recommended from a friend hi sabrina how are you hello sabrina and, we um, you. says she's loving it especially the ones with your friend mike oh. St- still on the early early day ones i have a question for you <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> hold on a second i'm gonna open the door because i'm fucking roasted hold it's on warm second. i'm gonna open my window yeah i'll tell you what sabrina you have you have made me hot <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Sabrina. Well, the, temp- the temperature has gone up on the podcast, whoa, Sabrina. Sabrina, the teenage witch. If, if Sabrina's on the early podcast, I don't know how long it's going to take her to get to listen to this one. Um, but anyway, Sabrina's question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned a few times about a podcast playlist. So okay. just, just wondering if it became a thing. Do you remember when we started doing the podcast, we decided there's going to be a podcast playlist and we would... Populate us with our favourite songs. Um, yeah, oh, that was my idea and you stopped doing it. I think you asked, um, oh, what's that lady? Um, she's been in America having... Uh, trialing cancer oh yes uh, yes, yes treatment yes in, our good in, friend but I, I won't be able to remember her name now because you put me on the spot vicky um, Phelan. yeah vicky yeah uh, yes yeah, she, she was the one of the first guests i had and yes she picked a song to go on the on the um on the keith watch podcast playlist and i think i think it actually happened but i don't think we've done anything with it in a long time i think there is a keith watch podcast playlist there somewhere there is. There's a big we here. I think you said you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't. Yeah. But we is the royal we. I'm just talking about myself in the royal we. Uh, Sabrina, I will get on to that. And Mike, yeah. no, Mike, you, you know me. I will get on to it, won't I? Oh, yeah. He's a real finisher, Sabrina. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an ideas man. Yeah, but that's that's no good. You need to have the sort of the strategy and the the sort of the stuff behind it. You're, you you know, it's no good just being the foundations of a building if it hasn't got a roof. You know what I mean? <laughs> my my building doesn't need a roof. It does it does? Okay. It needs to be finished. It needs to be watertight. Your building. Uh, um, Edward Bracken has sent you an email. Oh, sent us, sent us an email. Hello, Edward. Boys, challenge one. This is from last week, so I asked people to send in the challenge for Mike. Oh, shit. Challenge one is to stop making the podcast so interesting. It's Friday evening. I have just missed 
turning off the motorway to avoid a crash. Oh, no. So now I'm sat with nowhere to go. <laughs> but hey, I can reflect on Mike's challenge. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh. And what did he challenge me? Well, there's a, he's got like a few challenges. So I, think, <laughs> I, presume you can, I presume you can pick one. Uh, to walk the marathon. Oh, fuck him anyway. Yeah, go on. So if he gets a bit fit and works out how many steps he does at work, oh, yeah, add the dog walking. I'm sure he's got a training program in that. Stretch it daily, job done. So he's saying... Uh, you, I don't probably, have to do anything. You probably you just get yourself a Fitbit and then count your steps and uh, work it out that way. You'd, probably, you'd have a marathon done in no time. So I think he's setting you a challenge, but he's basically saying, Mike, you kind of walk the marathon as, as it is. So he seems yeah. to be on, on your side. Um, ask him to listen to In a Country Churchyard, Chris de Berg. Uh, <laughs> he needs to have a word with himself. What? I don't get it. Uh, you see, Mr. Bracken and I go back an awful long way. Oh, okay. I, I, I have officiated at four of his weddings. <laughs> you what? I haven't officiated, but I've been part of uh, four of his weddings. Um, when just say, as, yeah. When you say four of his weddings, it sounded like there was more. Uh, well, he, uh, no, there were there were three weddings. Sorry, three marriages and four weddings. I think four weddings and three marriages, as opposed to a funeral. <laughs> but as his as his father, who uh, who passed away, Tom Bracken, about three years ago, a lovely man said at the last wedding. He said, I don't know. He said he was a very softly spoken man. And he took me aside after I did the best man speech again. Um, he took me aside and he said, oh, what is it about my son? He says, he seems to really like the taste of fucking wedding cake. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm like coughing and bur- burping at the same time and vomiting. That's, yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, so Ed, Ed and I go back an awful long way, right through to to school and Honda fifties and uh, all manner of stuff. And he rang me live from that um, uh, tailback he was in last night. He rang me and abused me roundly, and you as well. Um, so I picked Jimmy up from work. Phone rings, and Jimbo says. Answer it. It's an English number, so I answered it. And uh, Ed's on. He's he's our man in Havana. Okay. We need a place. If we need a place to stay. He's our boy. Right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> he rang up, and uh, I always say that like I've got Jimmy in the car just in case because these conversations are liable to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you've got your kids in the car, you just yeah. want to make sure that something isn't going to be like whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, their horse, yeah. So, um, yeah, he rang up and said, you fucking. I've just been listening to the in podcast. You in I, I uh, and I was laughing so much. I missed the fucking route off this in motorway. And now I'm stuck in, tra- in traffic and only Ed stuck in traffic starts talking to this fella next to him. Uh, who's a real Londoner, and he's talking to me in depth about there's no no one good looking. To re- it's just an ugly geezer. He's going next to me in the car, and the fella can hear him. <laughs> and the other guy's going like uh, he said to him, "Where are you from? I- I'm from Ireland. Oh, so am I. I'm a Joyce. All of my family are the Joyces. The Joyces were all from uh, some place in West Limerick. It was like, 
okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going, Jesus Christ. And then some fella overtakes him and he starts giving out to him and whatever. So he's having a conversation with other people while getting stuck. And I said to him, send me a text when you get, you know, to your dinner. He's got a boat on the Hamble. I'm supposed to know what that means. Uh, boating people would know where the Hamble is. I haven't a fucking clue. No. He goes down there at the weekends and I think just sort of intravenously drinks red wine and um, or white wine. I think he's gone on to the white wine these days because it's a, it's all about the weight whilst dyeing his hair in the sea. So, yeah. So, Ed, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, two more suggestions we can get. Just oh, for Christ's sake. Go, go through on. them quickly. Paddleboard from La Hinch to Kill Key. Oh, uh, you can rope Jimmy in father and son project. Uh, pumpkin growing competition. You've kind of you, you've sort of done that already, haven't you? You've, yes. And, well, and, you've, and you've won. Well, in the, the fact that the, it's lived the longest. Out of anybody else's pumpkins. I is, yeah. So I'm so I'm, I've been sat still for the last 30 minutes. So the short story, wondering what that's all about. Need to elaborate on that. So it's now been another hour. Um, oh, no. I don't know what that's about. Oh, no. Uh, so, so there you go. <laughs> He's probably still friend. there. Um, okay, one more email, and then we can crack on with whatever else. Okay. Uh, hi, Keith. I recommended your podcast to a friend, and now they keep talking about things from the earlier podcast, so I decided to go back and listen to some of the early ones, the you and Mike episodes, for the crack. You both keep... Uh, you both keep... <laughs> I don't know what this says. Oh, yeah. You both keep coming up with so many different ideas of things to do, businesses to start, etc. I figured it would be a good idea to make a list of the different ideas and send them to you as a reminder. But in keeping with the spirit of the podcast, I didn't get around to it. Good man, old woman, whoever you are. Brilliant. Well, I'll tell you who it is now. Still loving the show, especially the second time around. OG Tom. Resident IT guru, some guy who listens to the podcast. Oh, we love Tom. I had a huge conversation with Tom the other day on the uh, on that internet thing. Yeah. So la- last week, my Twitter went. Right, so you know, Twitter updated for some reason. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, the 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 everything changed. Uh, the, the the little buttons went black or down along the bottom, yeah, and and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to get the uh, thing up now. So so on the back of last week, um, Tom Slattery sent me a uh, a screenshot of his phone on Twitter. Right, yeah. I'm looking at this, going, that looks nothing like my fucking Twitter. <laughs> and you know, Twitter said to me, "Do you want to update?" And while you're at it, do you want to do this? I went, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, And I had no idea what I'd done, but I'd lost everybody I was interested in, like the dad joke man, you, the fast show, Tom himself. And I missed Tom in the Cliffs of Moher. Oh, fuck's sake. He was down here on the tent. I've just been looking through. However, to go full circle, I had a little look at his profile picture, and it seems that he's a motorbiker. And uh, it looks like there's a blue Honda 50 there. I've always liked a blue Honda 50, Tom. (laughs) I like a blue Honda 50. You know, you had the red ones that were really common. Yeah, yeah the blue, and then there's blue, blue one. and white ones are cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And Eddie Bracken, the other OG who's stuck in traffic still somewhere in the south of England, he had a red one. But the less said about that, the better. Okay. That, went, that, that, that ended up going to court, I think. 
Okay. Anyway, all right, let's not talk about that. Then. No. I was going to ask so, you for the story, but maybe not. No, 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 no. So while I wait for Keith to send me Burgle Furks PPS, let's try to get this fixed. At the top of your page, do you see latest tweets like mine? I went, no, yours looks different. So it looked completely different. And then he says, oh, I think I know what it is. Do you see the stars on the top right? That's a button. I know. And I'm going, the stars at the top. Click it, and it'll give you the option to swap from back from top tweets to latest tweets. Ah. Now we just need to make up a funny story about fixing it, so you can tell it on the next episode. I'm hoping this is funny enough for you, Tom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I then went back into my thing, and there's, a, there's loads of stars at the top, and they are actually a button. So I wrote back to him and said, you are an actual IT guru. It's sorted. You will, feature heavily, you will feature heavily in the next podcast. Who knew he was going to send an email in as well? And I said, who, knows the, who knew that those stars were a button? I said, rhetorical question, obviously. He said, well, well I did. Well, I did. Yeah, because he's a fucking IT guru. So Tom is an IT guru who does IT on the back of a Honda 50. Now, there is a fucking legend if I've ever seen one. That is a, that, that is a, that is a job and a half doing IT on the back of a Honda 50. Yeah. That is... Uh, well, fair play to Tom Slattery, and I've just played, I've just noticed those, <laughs> those stars and uh, clicked uh, clicked switch yeah. to those tweets. So thank you very much, Tom. Thanks. I'm sure. What, what's Tom? He's just some guy that listens to the podcast. <laughs> what is he? Again? So he's just some random guy <laughs> who uh, who I'm now stalking and looking at his pictures. He took a phenomenal photograph of the, of the Cliffs of Moher as well. So um, well done, Tom. He's not only is a biker IT guy. He's also sort of up there with the top fashion uh, photographer. Um, yeah, so that that's Tom. What a man, Tom. So, as I say, I haven't really been doing much. Have you been doing much this week? Yeah, well, first of all, what about, um, we've set up, a, we've got a WhatsApp group with, with Burgle Ferk now. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, and I, I fucking forgot about it, actually. We have an official uh presenter producer whatsapp group so he'll be able to message us whenever we fuck up on the podcast and he'll be able to sort of um send us his notes i suppose which yeah have been lacking of late he, he hasn't really sent us any like you know if this is going to be one of the you know top podcasts we need a producer that gives us notes you know do do more of this do less of this i don't think this is working try planning a little bit try thinking about what you're going to talk about before you actually talk try Maybe, yeah, you know, remembering maybe, things. maybe have the haiku written before the show starts, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, but we'll uh, do some memory work. We need to do some memory work on stuff, and maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, write tr- shit down. Try remembering the name of <laughs> guests, I guess, before you start talking. About I shouldn't do it, I should just shut my mouth, but I just I can't. I, can't I know I'm the same, but it's okay because we're like two, like you know, 40 year old men. Oh. 50-year-old men, sorry, 50-odd. We're 240, late 40-year-old men. Do you, want to, <clears throat> do you want to hear my poem, and then I'll tell you about my oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, really, yeah. it's a really bad poem, so, but I'm going to read That's it. Okay. I'd expect nothing less. It's called Lewis and Groovy. Oh. Because I was on the Lewis today. Oh. Yeah. Lash the car into the space, nice and clean. Grab your stuff and leg it to the machine. Parking and riding the car <clears throat> and the Lewis. Remember your reg. Go on, you can do it. A nod to the Kerry fans, the green and the gold, the pride of the jersey, 
off to do some untold. Up the bleeding dubs, shouts a young lad sitting on Mammy's knee. Will you shush you, you eejit? A little slap on the knee. The Kerry fans smile. There will be no Malie. Not today on the tram. Not today, Mr. Man. We're all on the Lewis and everything's grand. We're all on the Lewis feeling groovy. Wow. That's actually really quite good. Is it? Yeah, I'm not just saying that. that I, I would listen to you do poetry. Oh, thanks, Mike. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's very, very, very good, actually. That Thank conjures you. up all sorts of imagery, including the news of the week where people, there was a melee, obviously, or yeah. a melee, melee, or a melee. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was my I'm on the dubs, and of course, they're not in it. Uh, Kerry are playing Tyrone. Is that right? They are, yeah. Yes. As, as we speak, yes. As we GAA speak. You are such a GAA. Jesus. Yeah. Will you stop going on about the gal? Yeah. That was my morning. And then I was, I had the idea to write a longer poem because I, I got, I did the parking ride. I drove up and I jumped on the Lewis and then went into town. And at Houston, I jumped off the Lewis and jumped on a bike called. There's these, you know, like, you know, the Dublin bikes, but these ones are called uh, uh, Beeper, I think. Let me just check it. Uh, yeah, bleep, Bleeper bikes. So basically you just scan the code on the bike. It unlocks, you jump on it, and then you cycle and you leave it wherever you want. And then you just, you'll find one on the app on the way home. So I've been buzzing around town, getting Lewis, enjoying myself. Uh, so I, I went in, I had to record a couple of podcasts. And then uh, coming out, I jumped, found a bike, used the app. Jumped on my bike, cycled to Houston Station, into Houston, got something to eat and uh, a snack, and then was waiting for the train. And you rode it then? No. Oh. I was waiting for the train, and then I remembered I got the Lewis, the park and ride. I didn't get the train. Um, oh. So- oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was lost. <laughs> lost to me because I don't I don't really know what the Lewis is. Is so the Lewis, Lewis not a train? Is the tram. Uh, same fucking thing. So no, no, but the train is like the, the the on the tracks down the country, you know? It's the train. That's the down train. the country. Oh the my Jesus. The least my least favorite saying in this country. Down the country. Down oh, the country. And down. fucking people say it. That woman on RTE says it all the time. The woman who's on, um, oh, how so are nice. you? That fuck. She's always, I'm doing, I'm taking the kids to the GAA. And she sits in on Country File and she sits on, on, on all these programs. And she goes, Brenda, somebody. Oh, Jesus. She's great. But she does say down the country. <laughs> Uh, shit, do we have to edit now? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Brenda's lovely. She's from Newbridge. What's this obsession about down the country? Nothing wrong with saying down the country, Mike. You're there the, is. You're... If it's fucking Navin, it's up. You're the contrarian. It's it, Dublin's here, right? And then all the tracks go down the country. No, they don't go down the country. They don't go to the city or they don't go. They go they away go, from Dublin down. But the if country. you're going to use the word down, mm-hmm. if you're going to be pedantic about it, you go, this is southerly direction. But sir, you Mike, can go up. No, hold on a second. Now. You can go up to town. You'd say you go up to Belfast. I wouldn't say go down to Belfast. Yeah, I'd say go up to yeah, Belfast. Of course you wouldn't because you're down, an idiot. You'd say down the country. Down if you the country. Down to Donegal. 
to see Sinead. That's ridiculous down the well, country. Uh, yeah, but what if the, <laughs> what if the map is what if the globe is wrong? It should it's it's on its side and it should be. Like, oh, you're a fucking flat earther now. It, that would it, be across then. But do you know that 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 the the globe, the map of the world as we know it is north to south as in like we're at the superior hemisphere so we're on the north because we're all white people mm. and then the southern hemisphere is they're all like as if they're lesser people and that's why it's designed like that it should be the other way around why should it be the other way around? why should the south pole be the north pole <laughs> why should the north pole why should the south pole not be the north pole well i think actually it changes um now, I don't know this now, and maybe there's a, a listener out there who might know this, but in some rocks, um, when, they're, when they're formed, the iron ore sometimes in the southern hemisphere will have a north pole sort of magnetic. So the, nor- the, the, pole, the magnetic poles of the earth switch every once in a while, ah. like a magnet. I'm pretty sure. But we only call it the North Pole, like the South Pole. We could call that North, couldn't we? Oh, we could do, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't isn't make there a something. Isn't there something to do the word North and Knoweth or something like that? As in isn't North the, and Douth? No, no. Uh, I don't know. I saw that somewhere today, and now I've just uh, yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't talk about shit we don't know. About. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Okay, let's not talk about shit we don't know. About. Okay, so you're getting anyway. a train. So I was so the Lewis is the tram that, that like travels around Dublin. Like you get from Tala to the point and tra- it's just a little light rail. It's a light right. r- city rail. Okay. And then the train is the train. And you get that from Houston up or down the country. Thank you. Um, Brenda. But, but after my lovely day, I was sitting in Houston waiting for the train. And then I went, oh, hang on a second. I got the fucking Lewis and park and ride. Oh, know, the, yeah. The park and ride is where you drive to the red car roundabout. <clears throat> I, underst- I understand that concept. Not you completely. Dump, you, you dump the car <laughs> and then you ride someone. And I think that's how it works. Um, but I can't get it to work for some reason. No, so, but I was, sit- <laughs> I, I was sitting in the train station and I went, fuck. I remembered seeing the Kerry fans getting out of their cars at the park and ride. And that's when I was, suddenly went, Oh, oh shit. I got the, I didn't get the train. So I want to thank the Kerry fans for reminding me because I would have jumped on the train and then my car yeah, would have been, yeah, my yeah. car would have been in, in the red cow. I had been on the train with no ticket and uh, it would have been a disaster. It would have been an absolute disaster. Well, and I'm delighted that the Kerry fans and that son, that, that little son saying a little boy going up the dubs. Up the dubs. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he remind you? Yeah. Park and riding. Yeah, I thought at the time I was known you little bollocks shouting up the dubs, troublemaker. But yeah. in hindsight, he was a great little lad because he reminded me to, to to that I that I park and rode. Road. And, <laughs> and, and I got home in time to warm up the computer so we could do the podcast. The computer huh? on this lovely autumn day. Um what else did I do? Um well, what was the podcast you were gonna say that you listened to that made you want to do the poem? It was the, um, yeah, as you asked me, of course. <laughs> 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 oh, for fuck's sake. I'm trying to now to look at it um, on my it wouldn't BBC be. sounds. The poet, poet Laureate has gone to his shed. Yes. Yes. So I don't know if you listened to the one that I recommended to you. With uh, Guy Garvey. 
I didn't actually know. And I, and I, every day I went when I was walking or getting in the car, I went, there's a podcast I meant to be listening to. And I couldn't, I couldn't remember yeah. what it was. So it's still there. I have it saved on my phone. Good. So I thought Guy Garvey was good. Um, and then I listened to another few and it, as happens, you know, he had a couple of people on like Testament and kind of rappers and yeah. hip hoppy people. And one was a rapper and the other was a hip hop artist. But they kind of conflicted with each other because once he asked one of them what, what rap was, and he said it was the language of, or she said it was the language of hip hop. And then the hip hop came, guy came on and said, hip hop is the language we use within the hip hop. It's not rap and all this sort of stuff. So it was all a bit controversial. And, and all this is set between, in the, in, the, in the background of everything, is him trying to translate a 12th century poem about an owl having an argument with a nightingale. So it's all a little bit weird. So, but you have to bear with it. Um, I would not recommend all of the podcasts. Now I have kind of gone into it and I've done actual research for you today now. So there's a few of them I wouldn't uh, research. However, our marketing manager, you, you guys may know him as Chris Packham. Yes. Was on it. And he is stunning. Brilliant. I love him. He, 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 part of this thing, he has a couple of things that he does on his podcast. Um, and one of them would be, uh, he asks quick fire questions, you know, sort of like day or night, black or white, da, 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 da. And everybody goes, uh, night or black or blood, whatever. Chris Packham, because of his Asperger's has to answer the question and, and elaborate. Why. Yeah. Oh. But his explaining, his, expl his his ability to communicate is just phenomenal. And, you know, his Asperger's, he talks about love and loving things and people and whatever. It is just, yeah, he's a joy to behold. Um, and he was talking about, you know, because he, he, he was on mid-pandemic um, when everything was shut down. So he couldn't actually go into the shed with this guy. And he was talking about um, Zoom meetings. And I know you do all your sort of meetings on Zoom, and we do this on Zoom. And he's going, um, maybe it is my Asperger's. He said, but I, I, when I go to a meeting, I don't usually bring a mirror with me. So I don't look at myself. And it's just like, yeah, I, <laughs> you don't. I never, you, <laughs> I never thought about that. No. To themselves. He says, I get really tired looking at myself. In a, in a thing, so I'm just going to close my eyes, which is really odd because other people, he said, I could turn my camera off, but that's kind of, I think that's a bit rude, although I don't know because of my Asperger's, you know, sort of. So he's he's fascinating in that. Um, and then they start talking about poetry and writing poetry. And um, he came up with the point that most of the First World War poets in England and Ireland and sort of the the developing world at the time were normal people. They were the butchers, the bakers and the candlestick makers who'd never done anything like this before, but just needed to get something across quickly. And they wrote it all under pressure and they weren't poets as such. They were just people with things to say who wrote under pressure. And they were saying, he was saying that if he has to write poetry, um, he does it under pressure, gives himself like no, no time. He said, cause if I've got four hours to do something, I'll take four hours. If I've got four minutes, I'll come up with the same things. So it's like, you know, put yourself under a bit of pressure. Don't don't be shy. Use it. And uh, and then he, Chris Packham, starts talking about 
he starts he started painting and they go and say well you know that's a nice thing to do during the the lockdown or whatever and it was just the way he sort of said about he gave himself time to do it because he'd been told now there's nothing to do <laughs> you're in a lockdown there's nothing to do so he took it as that and went um always fancy painting off he goes so he he paints at night and draws at night outside in the dark with chalk and uh, what's uh, the black stuff? Charcoal. Charcoal. Yeah. And that's what he does. Uh, I'm dying to see some of his work. I haven't been able to do it, but it's just, it was fascinating to hear him and the, the things that switch him and turn him on and sort of, you know, kind of because of his uh, Asperger's and I keep mentioning it because he kept mentioning it and it was just, and then he was saying, you can't say that every, I, I, I don't know what everybody else is like with Asperger's. I, I know what I'm like. Uh, and I have to deal with myself. So, you know, nobody else has to deal with me. Yeah, he was brilliant. Um, and I, then I love Chris Packham. I, I would like to say, as far as his role as mark, head of marketing for this podcast, he's been really shit. He's been absolutely fucking useless. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's never he's never Zoomed us. He never, no. ne- never got in touch with us. <clears> never. Maybe, like, I mean, look, it's possible he doesn't know he's the head of marketing for the podcast, but I wouldn't, I don't think that's a good enough excuse. Maybe Tom Slattery should get him set up with some IT. And Berkey can then kind of bring stuff in. I think, and then a, can, yeah. I think it's not my responsibility or your responsibility, Mike, to let Chris Packham know that he's the head of marketing for this podcast. No. I yeah. think Fergal needs to cop himself on. And yeah. look, if Tom can help in some way, I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure he will. The only problem with Tom is he's, he's, he's almost too good at what he does. So he would bring a certain amount of efficiency that I'm not sure I'm ready for. Yeah. I don't, you know think, what I mean? don't think the podcast needs that. That's not our thing. That's not our thing, Tom. Tom, back off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't need professionalism. <laughs> Sorting shit out for us. We come on here and we can't remember shit. And we don't yeah, know how to do exactly. things. We don't need people like you, Tom, coming along and fixing things. <laughs> fucking right, we don't. Yeah. How dare he? How dare he sort my Twitter out? The file show is back. That's all I care about on my Twitter feed. That's pretty much all I care about. I love. I just like watching Dave Angel. That's all. Really. Dave Angel, uh, eco okay. warrior, eco warrior. Okay, I'm going to tell you something that you will not be interested in at all, and I want. Okay. To, I want your reaction. I want you to engage with me. Ooh. I want you to try and engage with me. Okay, okay. so Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty-six years old. Yeah. One of the best footballers in the world. Okay. Himself and Messi have been neck and neck for years. One one would get win it one year, he'd win it the other, and they're friends. And they're, it's all cool. Apparently, I don't know them that well. But it, Cristiano Ronaldo played for Manchester United in the noughties. I think 07. I'm not like a I'm like I like my football, but I'm not a buff. Like I'm not a statistician. You you might know by me. I don't are, remember. Are you, stuff. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Stato would not be your middle name. But no. Are you a Manchester United fan? Yes. Okay. So Manchester right. United have been my team since the 80s. Okay. And I, I became a United supporter because my uncle worked for a computer company called Sharp. And oh yeah, they used to sponsor they them. sponsored them. And I actually thought that he was somehow involved in the team. So if you had told me that my uncle was a manager of Manchester United because they had Sharp on their jersey, I would have believed you, if you, you understand. Is he a miserable Scottish fucker called Fergie? 
Yes. Your uncle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, I think he did have something to do with them for a while. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that was my introduction. And then I think because he worked for Sharp, we got some signed pictures. Or, you know those glossy pictures you'd get? Like, yeah. Uh, and it was signed with Kevin Moran or someone who played for And, of course, there was the Irish connection. Then there was Kevin Moran, there was Paul McGrath. Um, uh, there was um, Norman Whiteside, who was Northern Irish, but we still... He's still Irish, and uh, so anyway, there's always there's always the Irish connection, um, and then there was uh, uh, Frank Stapleton. So anyway, so I was a fan of Manchester United since the eighties, and that was the reason. And I've always been a fan. And then, like, obviously, right through the for the Fergie years, and that we, we were brilliant uh, in the nineties and in ninety nine, we won the treble. And then anyway, so all seven, I think we won the treble again. Right, and R- Ronaldo was involved in that team, and. Uh, I can't remember the last year he won. He played for United. It could have been, could have been, all seven. Anyway, so then he went off about his business. He went off to play, play for Real Madrid, and he went off to play for Juventus, and that was it. Uh, but I have fond memories of Ronaldo playing for Manchester United. There were good times, but I've, like, I've liked, I like football, but I'm not a, a fanatic. Mm. And over the last few years, I've kind of. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Didn't really watch the games. Wasn't really interested in Manchester United. Wasn't interested in the managers we had, like Jose Mourinho or any of these guys, David Moyes was. They just didn't do it. It was like it was, my love affair with Manchester United was over. Now, my son is a Manchester United supporter. So I've started oh. talk, talking to him about it. So he's telling me more. And he's saying, oh, this player is good and this player is good. And I'm sort of starting to get back into you know, watching some of the matches with him. And, you know, this year we said we'd get the Sky Sports and watch the United games. And, you know, we do that as a dad-son kind of thing and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then lo and behold, here's me starting to get back into it, starting to, you know, enjoy having the chats and the banter with Finn about the matches and the players. And we're starting to bond over it. And next thing, fucking Cristiano Ronaldo is he's, he's one minute he's off to Manchester City to play for the, the, the enemy on the other side of Manchester. And within like a half an hour, the whole thing spun on its head. The whole the world spun on its head. And suddenly, out of nowhere, he had signed back. He was came home. I don't even live in Manchester. I've never been to never <laughs> even been to Old Trafford. He's home. He's back in Manchester. And I was surprised at how excited and happy I was at the news. And I was ringing my son, going, "Cristiano Ronaldo's just signed for Manchester United." And he was like, "No, he hasn't. He signed for City." I said, "Damn, he's just look." I'm sending him the clips of the newspaper, and he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And he, Finn was out playing with his friends, and there was a group of them. And he was like, "Cristiano Ronaldo's just signed for United." And they were like, "What? No way! No way! I can't believe it!" Like it was like the whole world, apart from probably you, Mike, was just like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest uh, thing to ever happen to football." And I am, I, I, I think I'm still quite excited about it. even Roy Keane put up a thing on Instagram saying, welcome home. Like, yeah. Would they have played together? Yeah, they would have. Yeah, yeah. And I think he likes Ronaldo because Ronaldo is very dedicated. Yeah. He's very, he's really into his health. He's really into his fitness. He really, he's really like really into being the best he can be. So I think Keane likes that. But yeah, that was, that was the best, some of the best news I heard about anything in a long while. Well, well, it's is that, is that weird? It's not weird. I mean, I'm not immune to the sporting stuff. Everybody at work yesterday was going, he's with us, he's with them. I was like, what do you mean them and us? I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the whole sort of thing. If I, I, I've always been like, if you're Manchester United, surely your players should be from Manchester. 
but that's that's me going back to the 70s but and then it all kind of it developed and and went on and now everybody seems to play for everybody else which is fine which is you know that they're allowed to do that obviously i'm not sort of xenophobic about who plays for who but it seems really odd that you know there's liverpool guys oh yeah but he's going to psg one minute and then he's going to man city now he's coming home to us and whatever and it's like He's he's 36 years old. He's I don't think he's past it by any stretch of the imagination for what I can see. I, I follow a man who does match of the day, Gary Lineker. Gary, yeah. He he is phenomenal on Twitter. Not only no, I, I don't I, he does he rarely tweets about football, actually. Um, although he said something about I think there was a game on this morning, Arsenal were playing. Arsenal were beaten by Man City 5-0. Yes, he said something along the lines, they've got two goalies on, on the bench. Why don't they just bring them all on? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that was Matt Lucas. Anyway, I quite you know I quite like that sort of stuff. But your man is thirty thirty six, and I don't think you, you should be done and dusted and on the heap at thirty six. You know, uh, he's probably he's fit. He's a professional footballer, and this is his life. So he's, he should have four or five more years left in him. Um, but it is a huge marketing move, and if you've ever been to Asia. And you've seen the way they treat Man United and the way everybody wears. I mean, we think people here are mad about Man United. You know, there's this anything but United and Man United. I follow this. But you go through Bangkok or Hong Kong airports. There are Arsenal shops, Liverpool shops, Man United shops, all with the ultimate gear. The, the socks that this guy was wearing and the shoes that this fella was wearing and they'll have casual gear and sporty gear and all this sort of stuff. It's mad. It's a humongous in industry. And they reckon the shirts are going to sell, you know, the Ronaldo shirts with him again, with his number, they're just going to go through the roof. So yeah, you know, they, they're like the music industry. Now it's all about the merch. It's all about getting people in to sit down merch and a bit of TV rights, you know, um, because the TV rights are sort of along the lines of Spotify. The, the, the big TV corporations are screwing the clubs a bit more, although they're stronger because people want to watch them. Um, yeah, but I, I think I find it fascinating that him, he is a, a person who is a humongous marketing tool. Imagine the pressure. Imagine the pressure on him not to break anything, to go on holidays and not act the bollocks like, you know, yeah, I mean, well, look, you do, you know, I, you know the way like they used to say, like you, you sign, you sign, um, you, you make a deal with the devil to become, mm. rock, you know, to to play a rock and roll or to be a rock, a rock musician, a successful rock musician. Like you do, it is a pact with the devil of sorts because you sign away your, like we've talked about George Best, I think on the on the podcast mm. and the fact that when George Best, he, you know, he was the first famous footballer and he asked an architect to come and design a house for him. And the architect in his wisdom created this house, which had a, a, the whole front of the house was was windows, floor to ceiling windows. Right. So George Best, the most famous person in England, possibly one of the most famous people in the world. When he went home to watch telly and sit in his, <laughs> sit in his own Sit in his own gaff watching the telly. Everybody could look in. It's as if the architect built a massive TV with George Best living inside it. But uh, he was the first. But yeah, you you basically sign away your rights to to privacy. But Ronaldo's into it. Like he wants to be the best and he he will play 
I'd say he will play until he's 40. I'd say he he's probably hoping to play into his 40s. And there are oh. some people going, sure, he's 36. So what, what's he going to do for Manchester United? Doesn't lots. matter. He'll do lots. Yeah. And also, he's it, it, Manchester United have a really good, have a, have a very good knack of signing players who are a little bit older. I think uh, Larry White, a guy called Laurent Blanc, from France, oh, yeah, came yeah, and played yeah. for Manchester United, maybe for two seasons, but he was kind of like towards the end of his career, but he did a great job. And uh, there's another guy, uh, Henrik Larsson, I think, um, was sort of older as well when he came when they needed a striker. So he'll do a great job. But it's just, yeah, marketing-wise, it's like, I was, ups- I kind of, when Messi went to went to PSG, I was like, oh, no one, no one cares about the French league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. nobody cares about the Spanish league now because they don't have Messi and they don't, they didn't have Ronaldo anyway. So no one cares about the Spanish league. And then he was going to PSG. He was like, who, like who, who are PSG going to be playing? Leon, Nice. I'm yeah, going to beat yeah, them yeah. seven or eight nil. Who cares about that? Like come to England. And then Ronaldo came to England. All right, cool. This is. Yeah, this yeah. Is- it's done. He's done for the Premier League. I mean, he he is. You know, everybody he plays against are going to want to see him, even if your team are crap. Norwich, let's say. Who I technically would be my sort of. I went to see them. It was the only football thing I've ever seen. Match. I sat. I sat in the children's enclosure. Why? <laughs> With an elderly gay man who got the tickets for free, and I, I felt myself and Ivan was sitting there. Oh fuck! <laughs> we were literally head and shoulders above everyone. And- <laughs> Sat in the children's enclosure with the gay man in a wheelchair. On a wheelchair, he was in a wheelchair. Was, I didn't mention a wheelchair. I just thought I just had the idea that he must be in a wheelchair if you had to go no. to the children's enclosure. I don't know what he did. He got those tickets. He said, We're going to Carrow Road tonight, darling. We're gonna watch them play Southampton. And what I couldn't get across was Carrow Road is so shit as a football stadium. It's like, it's not fit for purpose. Like when, you know, they do sliding tackles and they're, they're trying to take each other, you know, they're along the line and they're trying to make it so that the last person to hit the ball is the other fella. So they do yeah, a free yeah, throw. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm yeah, speaking. Yeah. This is a revelation to yeah, me, right? But, You're like but, Gary Lineker here. Yeah, as they did that, it, there was about two foot between them and the, the sort Boarding. of the, yeah. And there were loads of people just hitting stuff. It was like bumper cars more than anything. I was like, ooh, ah, ooh. You and all the yeah. other kids, you and all the other kids crying. Uh, you know, the other children crying. Because the man who's that hurt man? Who's that man? And your man, Ivan, was sitting there in a crombie um, with a like a Norwich City scarf. And he was impeccably dressed. I mean, he's the most perfect man ever. He's about six foot two and thin and just like the epitome of sort of like a beautiful man. And he took me, and I was just like, fucking hell, Ivan, what are we doing here? Ivan, what a man, what a man, Ivan, yeah. Ended up going to Madrid with him and sitting with, actually, um, sitting in a, a restaurant on New Year's Eve, and Sally Ann's not here at the moment, so I won't be able to tell you. Um, and we went to this, like, Michelin-style restaurant, and for no, I, I, God knows why, there was six or eight of us in Madrid, and um, I remember forget the waiter coming out about 5 to 12 and saying, here is the drinks trolley for you. We will go and see you back about half past 12. And it was like, off you go, lads. Fucking lash it into you. And we were already full at this stage now. And um, there was a really, 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 really famous football player there who, of course, I've forgotten. 
I think you've mentioned it on the podcast before. I think I have, yeah. So, so Sabrina, who's listening to the early... Get your shit together. Could you email us what was this famous Spanish footballer that Mike had, was in the restaurant with? Uh, yeah, get your shit. It's your, it's yeah. your time to shine, Sabrina. Come on, Sabrina, you can do this. Yeah. That's your challenge. But he didn't look like, unlike Ronaldo, um, that sort of swarthy sort of, he may have been Portuguese, I don't know, but he was, um, he, I don't think he was Ronaldo, but he was really, really famous anyway. But yeah, that's me and my football stories. That's it. What, what, the children's enclosure with the big tall game on? Like, <laughs> I just, it's just perfect, isn't it? Who then? Per- we 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 went out with this guy Ivan, and um, I think we were going to a Pet Shop Boys gig, as you do. And um, they were kicking off their tour, and they were absolutely useless. Um, I've seen them twice. Once yeah. brilliant. Second, the first time was useless. You're like fucking useless. Ivan turned up absolutely shit faced. Met me the next day, having spent the whole evening dancing to the Pet Shop Boys, and going, I went to a fantastic gig last. Oh, I was with you, Ivan. I was there. It was Weird. shit. Yeah, yeah, it was shit. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think I had two bottles of burgundy before I arrived. And this fellow was Richard and Cretius as well. But we were talking about music, and he said, oh, yes, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing them at Woodstock. I was like, wow, you've been to Woodstock? Oh, yes, I went with my father uh, in, a, in a sort of in a convertible car with two dogs in the back. It was just, yeah, Ivan legend. Ivan. I, Ivan. I need to know more about Ivan. We should get Ivan on. Ivan has a. Get, I'd love to get yeah. Ivan on. <laughs> on the on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get Ivan on. We'll do a three way with Ivan. Brilliant. Yes, a three way. Love it. <laughs> but not in the kids section. <laughs> no. Oh Jesus. No. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, yes. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, wherever we ended up with that, uh, with that, uh, Ivan. Yeah, sorry, Ivan. No, that um, was great. That was, I'm just, I just, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting Ivan on the show. So, speaking of shows, is yeah. this, this is a show, I suppose, isn't it? A pod is a podcast, it's a, a show, it's a show, yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, right, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know yeah. what it was a show, yeah, yeah, let's call it a show. Yeah, well, let's uh, say it's a show, okay. Yeah. Um, what one other thing I must say that Chris Packing because I went to the the the, the all the effort to write trouble, all the stuff yeah, down. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, trouble. That's the word. He said, I don't want to go back to business as usual. Good. To do with meetings and driving and this, that, and the other. As he said, because it was bad business. And I just thought, you, sir, are my guru. We've got Tom, IT, Chris, he's marketing. And then the next one I listened to was Johnny Marr. Johnny Marr. I, did, I, I just, as you were talking, it was coming back to me that I, I had started the Johnny Marr one. Go on. But Johnny, Johnny from, from your parish, Kildare. Yeah, from a Thai, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And he is a Maher. Johnny he's Maher. Maher. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, a Maher. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He changed his name because the drummer in the Buzzcocks is Johnny Maher. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He changed his name really young, and he said it was a bit arrogant, really, because he said I wasn't even famous. Well, fucking, <laughs> if if anybody was going to be famous, it was Johnny Marr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts playing the guitar in the shed with the poet laureate, Stella, Stella, and I don't like Johnny Marr. There's there's something for you. Don't like the Smiths. Don't like Mozza. Don't like that whole 
mank thing. But, but hey, listen, each to their own as a standalone piece of podcasting. It's very, 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 very good. Yeah, I did start listening to that and 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 I and I did enjoy the bit that I heard. But John, I love Johnny Marr, and I think he I think Morrissey is a bad he's a bad ambassador for the Smiths. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. their music is much more than just Morrissey, and Johnny Marr's a legend, and he played with a band called The Cribs, a band that you should not listen to because you'd hate them. Yeah. Uh, but they were from Leeds. I think they were from Leeds. Were they from Leeds? But uh, yeah, it was really weird because they were young lads and it was kind of after the Smiths thing kind of fell apart and he, oh, just, okay. he just went off and joined another band. So he was like, you know, in his 40s, but playing in this band with with, with the Cribs who were in their 20s and like drug fiends. Actually, I wonder if oh. I say that. They enjoyed going out and staying out late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the I, use of some sort of stuff. They liked fur rugs. But I, um, I remember a friend of mine, he was, the, he was the tour manager for this band, The Cribs, and they would literally, they would sleep on the tour bus. They would, oh. go, to, they would go to bed late, sleep on the tour bus, and they would literally wake them up, have a sort of like a, uh, like not a guard of honour, but like they would basically usher them from the bus straight through the building into a room where they could go away on their own and get loaded again straight do away. Do what they needed. Yeah, do what they needed and then to do. Jump on stage and do their gig, then continue to get loaded and go back on the bus, sleep party on the bus all night, sleep it off, and then do the exact same thing again. But lots of bands did that. I, I if you ever if you're ever looking for a good um audiobook, uh Tim Tim Burgess from the Charlatans. Yes. Um, his book, I can't remember what it's called, as per, uh, is very good. It's a very good listen. Um, and he was, that was the kind of shit they were up to as well. So, but yeah, I, I like Johnny Marr. And my wife is me- messaging me now wondering, what's the crack? Am I going to this barbecue or not? Of course you are. Speaking of which, so so he, he also did in the in the in in his shed with Kate Tempest, who's some sort of a rapper or something. I don't know what she is. Yeah, she's a singer, is she, Kate Tempest? She's oh, a yeah. musician, novelist, playwright. She seems to be a bit of a pan person. Um, but she was saying she brings her dog on tour. So she brings, you know, because you, you, you do a, a gig and then you go to bed on the bus. And if you've got a dog, you have to walk the dog for an hour. So you get to know other cities. Ah. While everybody's sort of awake. Otherwise, you just kind of lounge around, have a couple of beers, bit of a lunch, and then play again and then go. But the dog seems to keep her grounded. Okay. And you have just misnamed her? Oh, because she's Kate changed, Tempest? She's changed her name to K, K-E-K-A-E, because she's non-binary. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> don't oh, de- you just dead-named her. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, if you if you if you name somebody by their old name, you dead name them. Well, that's what she was when she, when I listened to it. Oh, was it? Maybe it was. Sorry, maybe she no, changed, yeah. maybe she changed yeah. back. No, well, this was like a year ago. I think it was recorded. So yeah, she's Kate. Oh, Tim- oh well, then. She, she Speaking of which, Kenny. I've I've got a quick story about buses and groups, and this is my only Amy Winehouse connection. Okay, I know you're in a rush to go now, so we're not, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with this one, right? So whiny Amhouse. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like what Amy Winehouse. There's two your minutes, wife. Two minutes. Two minutes, babe. Two minutes. We're going. We're going to the barbecue. 
the BBQ. Um, so when I worked in a hotel, I used to drive the bus and um, there was a crowd called Sony Ericsson did a uh, festival in Kilkee called Kush Farragher. Oh, yeah. Beside the seaside. Mm. And the first couple of years, they had some really big names down there. Um, and the first one was a massive success. The second one, they all came to stay at our hotel. So this guy comes out to me and goes, listen, I hear there's a bus like going down to like the, uh, the tents where they're all playing, like and all this like great gate case. Yeah, sound, 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 big furry headed fella. And, uh, and then this, this lanky kind of uh, Scandinavian guy comes, I must also go. And then this old boy gets on. And uh, yeah, I, I, I need to go down there. So I've got this bus full of people, right? It's about 17 or 18 people on this bus. We're driving down. So I said, uh, so what, are you musicians, lads, or are you roadies or whatever? I don't know who the fuck they were. And um, um, you might have known a song that we did there. Um, Amy Winehouse did it. I said, um, oh, fuck, I don't really like Amy, <laughs> Amy Winehouse. <laughs> the zoo, that was the Zootons. Yeah. I said, Give us a, get a song. So I said, sing there. So they started, why don't you go on over Valerie? And I really like their version of it. And the guy, the Scandi guy starts playing the drums on the back of a seat. I said, are you a drummer? He said, yeah, I'm his drummer. I said, who the fuck is he? He said, C6 Steve. I said, oh, wow. I said, I quite like you. I saw you on Jules Holland. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. And um, he said, uh, can I ask you a question? Uh, the Scandi guy. I'm from Finland. I want to ask you about the golf course. How many days a year can you play golf? I said, pretty much 365 if it's no lightning or gales or anything like that. Oh, because I'm also a, um, a golf course designer in uh, Finland and we can't play much up there. So uh, thank you very much. Gets off the bag. Kitos, which I'll always remember to this day, which is the Finnish for thank you. Uh, Kitos, uh, thank you very much. Bye bye. And the other lads are going, Valerie. C6 Steve gave me a tenner. Kaching, kaching, kaching. Oh, Mike, Mike's big fun bus. Gets everybody <laughs> singing on the bus. Hey. <laughs> oh, Mike, we have to leave it at that. That's a wonderful image. Enduring image. Chubbish for Gold House. Enduring image. Yeah, lovely chubbly. Keys of governor. Lovely chubbly. Right, listen, go have a nice barbecue. Um, and thanks for listening to me and uh thanks for, up with me. Thanks for coming as always. And thanks, thanks to all the contributors. Yeah, to the team. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> the backroom team. <laughs> Tom Burgle. Sinead. Sinead. Sabrina. Everyone. Sabrina. Um, Sabrina, yeah. I feel like we're Ed. Oh, uh, Ed, yeah. Ed, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're getting married again. <laughs> Chris Packham. He probably got married to the guy in the other car during the. During, probably during, did, yeah. He's probably married to the Joyce's now. If, if the traffic, if the traffic jam was long enough, he just got married in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, the less said about that, the better. Uh, and uh, listen, thanks for listening to me, and thanks for listening to Keith Walsh. Kitos, Kitos, Kitos. Kitos, Kitos, Kit Walsh.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 